You're listening to the John Clark Cast. My name is John Clark. I'm your host, licensed counselor, group practice owner, and a guide for therapists. I'm trying to build a better business without all the overwhelm. And today, my friends, we have uh, uh, one of my good friends and a true star of this show, uh, Laura Long from Your Badass Therapy Practice. In this episode, um, well, first of all, I should say, if you have sensitive ears, this is not the episode for you. Um, I could, you know, I think even if I told Laura not to curse on the show, she would curse in response to me telling her not to curse. Um, so that's just how it goes. Um, but in this episode, so yeah, if you if you if you have sensitive ears, this is not the episode for you. Um, there are mo- most of the episodes are clean. Um, besides those with Laura Long and a few occasional others. Um, but anyway, in this episode, fair share of antics at the beginning. We have to do that. And then we get into talking about things like mindset, mastery, how to set your fees, why people fail, uh, how your ideal client is you, the truth about marketing, removing mental blocks, and more. Uh, without further ado, let's dive in. You need a phone system for your practice, but most options out there are gonna leave you completely uh, breaking all sorts of HIPAA regulations, most of which you probably don't even know about, and that's not good. Whether you're communicating with your clients or about your clients internally between your team, you need to make sure that your client's information is airtight and completely secured. Meet Spruce, a HIPAA-compliant communication system offering secure client calling, messaging, telemedicine, and even team chat. Spruce even signs a BAA at no extra charge. Spruce is completely dedicated to one thing, making sure that you and your team and your clients are completely covered. Get 20% off your first year of Spruce using the code uh, sprucehealth.com forward slash John. Link, I should say, sprucehealth.com forward slash John. Again, that's sprucehealth.com forward slash John for 20% off your first year. My friend Laura Long is back on the show. Laura Long is a licensed something or other from some part of the U.S. I can never remember if it's if she's it a South, Southern Belle or a Northern badass, a Northern road rager. Um, she's an no, you can't talk yet. She's an MFT, uh, pre-licensed student <laughs> therapy student, student of life. Student of the John Clark brand. Um, and she just got a new microphone. Founder of yourbadasstherapypractice.com. Couldn't have done it better myself. I just want everyone to know and be on record. I'm making it an effort to introduce people professionally. And I was like, right before we started, I was like, Laura, how should I introduce you? And she was like, I just want to see what you come up with. And you said it in a way like you knew I was going to struggle like, and that you would take, yep. take delight in my struggle. That's basically what our, what our friendship is. <laughs> Taking delight on. in my struggle. <laughs> <laughs> Each other's struggle. It's yeah. just like 
giving each other each other shit all the time. That'd be a good spin for a therapist, like the ther- the unhelpful therapist who just, you know the clients show up and the therapist just delights in their continued suffering. Oh my <laughs> God. Like this seems so hard for you. That could be really funny if if they do a a good job maybe picking problems that aren't so severe yeah, yeah. and a therapist who's you know extremely bad mm-hmm. is anything in the middle it's too close to real life sometimes <laughs> yeah uh, it gets too real too fast um so this is my friend laura long your best therapy practice.com among other i'm an l adventures. something yep aren't we all and um well, i haven't seen you in a while so i'm gonna be honest i've missed you and it's vulnerable for me to say that but whatever you know what i'm saying like whatever so kind of kind of warming up my my icy cold cold heart thanks john i miss you too i'm actually getting over a cold so i have no idea how this sounds but it um, actually sounds good i think your new your fancy microphone is covering up your mm. your congestion (laughs) if you if we did this interview like three days ago i would sound like a 70 year old smoker from new york yeah it would have been a much different podcast episode. I feel like, like that would fit uh, your hello, personality. John. Yeah. <laughs> John, I don't even know what I'm doing right now. <laughs> Pack the car. That's always Boston That's, to me. Yeah, it's Boston. That's the no, only New York thing I is know like, how to say in a Boston accent. No, you got to really you got to really go there. John. <laughs> the the fuck. <laughs> the fuck you doing? Like that is yeah, what I yeah. sounded like 3 days ago, which is also funny. Uh it's the same voice as my internal i call her bitchy brenda she's like oh you know everyone has one it's like you know the voice that tells you you're a piece of shit like you're (laughs) never gonna mount anything oh i thought it was that tell that's bitchy to other people no is that a different alter ego probably this is all internal okay let me do an impression of my bitchy brenda i keep wanting to touch this yeah can you actually not touch it (laughs) because just because you have a nice mic doesn't mean you should touch it all the time it's actually the opposite (laughs) You Please don't really, fondle your mic, Laura. You should hover around it and respect <laughs> it, but not don't get too close because then we're gonna have to edit all of this out. Sorry. So anyway, okay. Go ahead. I'm doing an impression of my bitchy Brenda, <clears throat> which is what I sounded like a few days ago. So everyone has one. Why are you looking at me like I'm weird? No, okay, you've got one too. So bitchy Brenda's like, Laura, you're a fucking piece of shit, and <laughs> everyone's gonna find out you're a fraud. You don't know what the fuck you're talking you're about. A fraud. And everyone's going to know. They're going to find out. You know, just smoking on a cigarette. It's a Virginia Slim. She's on a vaping. Long, like a 2018, crew she's vaping. Crew <laughs> crew no, she's like 100. She's got a, she's, she's jeweling or whatever it's called. So your bitchy Brenda may sound different, but the message is the same, right? It's like, yep. John, this fucking podcast, no one listens to it. Oh, yeah. Why do day. you even record this? <laughs> Yeah, like this is just shit. Yeah, like you should just quit everything that you've ever done. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. That's and what when, I sounded like a few days ago. And when you're sick, like being sick really spurs all the negative thoughts and all the bitchy Brenda's or whatever you call it. You really bitchy fe- Brenda. She's a real wolf <laughs> in my head. She's real. Um, yeah, I understand that, and so. Um, one of my favorite things to do, and um, uh, my wife got sick of this real fast, is we'll be like on a road trip or something and I'll be bored. 
and I've always wanted to get into acting and, <laughs> uh, or improv and or improv and taking like some classes, but, um, I'm like, give me a character. We'll be driving down the road, but give me, just, just give me a character. I'm just going to do it. Just any, right. Anything. It was like, I want you to do Peppa Pig. I don't, I can't, I can't do animals. <laughs> you don't have a kid. You don't know what that is. <laughs> no, I can't do a stuffed animal. And, um, so she just give me a character and I'll just do it for like the next 20 minutes. Well, usually I, and usually I stay in character for way too long. Right. Cause I'm like, end up trying to go deeper with it. And then I almost like, don't want to, you know, get out of character. And she gets sick of it so immediately. So now it will be driving a bit. Give me a, all right, pitch me one, throw me one, give me a character. And she'll just go, no. I'm not doing that, John. I'm not no. doing that. I mean, if you if you don't if you don't give me one, I'm gonna make one up. And so I make. And one then up. you just take the character down this this 20 minute road. Yeah. I, I picture you going into a pretty dark existential place with them internally. You know me too well. Well, since since we haven't seen each other in a while, mm-hmm. the last time we spoke was actually face to face. Yeah. What was that like for you? You're a real person. <laughs> I thought uh, you were gonna say a real blank person. Oh, um, you know, tall, usually we tall all can person. Be. Yeah, that was what I was gonna say. That surprised me. You're actually a little you're shorter really, than I imagined. You're really fucking tall. <laughs> um, you, came, you walked in, and I was like, "Good God!" You have like a tall personality. I got. I mean, you know. Yeah, but I'm I'm bite sized in <laughs> yeah. real life. Yeah, you like snuck up from under a table or something too. Like I, you, you kind of came out of nowhere, you know. I was eating peanuts up off the floor. Yeah, yeah, and then you just popped up and. Hey, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah very me. tall. <laughs> yeah, it's okay for people to talk about how. Um, and my dog is snoring right on. Uh, can you hear her? I hear a dog barking. I thought she's doing Not that snoring. like inward whimper. When Aww. she's dreaming, um, it's okay Sweet. for people to to like comment sometimes in an outrageous way about how tall someone is, but I don't feel like it's okay for me to comment on how short people are. It's not. They, they take offense to it. What's up with that? Why does it? Um, I don't know. Short. You're insignificant. Right. You don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> I can't see you. <laughs> right. Well, then, and everyone's jealous of tall people. They're like, "You're stu- You're so lucky." Can you dunk? <laughs> you know? I knew that was. Coming. Doesn't matter who you are. Like, even if you have, if you even like sports, it's like, dude, can you dunk? I bet you can dunk, bro. <laughs> it's like, well, I have a, per- I have a personality can. too, but um, if you can, like, what does that even? Yeah, dude, I can dunk. It means you win at life. Yeah, it means you're. It means you're. Yeah, I mean, dunking is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know. I'm short. Yeah, I know. Oh God! You could dunk it like the preschool. Um, well, those of those of you who've heard uh, Laura come on the show before know that there's a high degree of irreverence and a small degree of real talk, practice talk. Yeah. No, not really, but it is it is fun to just talk about nothing for a while before we talk about something. Little do you guys know, I've already implanted some like real shit into your brains. That whole bitchy Brenda thing, she's real. So let's talk about that because I've been I've been quite into uh, mindset stuff recently, mm-hmm. which is really funny to say as a freaking therapist. <laughs> like, 
you know, I'm really into, I'm really into the mind all of a sudden. It's like, dude, what have you been doing this whole time? <laughs> dude, there's this thing called psychology. It's so yeah, weird. I'm, like I'm how we think right actually now. influences the way we interact with other people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like what the, yeah. Woo! And we can like choose our thoughts and stuff and then we make more money when we, <laughs> um, yeah, mindset can be tricky though for me because I'm the kind of coach who wants to help you get shit done. Mm-hmm. And so I'm all about strategy and like do it this way. And I just come to the table assuming we're all therapists. So we've already done the work. Like we have the right mindset. So now let me give you the tools. And obviously I've learned it's not always that simple. So, um, but but talking about mindset is a little bit tricky because it's like, you know, just just manifest that shit. <laughs> Yeah, just do it. Yeah, we're just, yeah, just, just do have it. A just like board. think positive and mm-hmm. you know unleash your inner badass, and yeah. then it all just comes to fruition. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, there's there's perfectionism and overwhelm and bitchy Brenda and imposter syndrome. Yep. Which is also bitchy Brenda. Uh, so so and here's, she follows us around. Here's one thing I've realized is that in. Mm-hmm. And my mind is is almost always in the marketing realm or thinking like, you know, trying to help therapists get more clients and solve that problem. And Fill some, the empty spots on your calendar. That's right. I know so it. So you know you have good branding when your friends know your tagline. I uh, actually have a tattoo on my inner thigh of that statement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same. <laughs> um, and uh, so <laughs> I just lost my train of thought. Why do you have to do that? Always um, my goal. <laughs> Continue. And so, welcome to the show. (laughs) We're talking about you're trying to help clients or therapists. Yeah, get more people on the phone. But then there's this piece of even if I get 10 people on the phone with you this week, can you sell them and do you believe in what you're offering? And do you believe it's worth X amount of dollars? And that is a question that I wish I had started to address in um in like the a more holistic approach to helping therapists with their marketing. Yep. You know what I mean? And and so that part has been huge for me lately and really helping therapists I'm gonna use I hate that I'm gonna use this word, unpack that. <laughs> like a Christmas You're present. such a fucking therapist <laughs> right now. Let's unpack that. Let's, I, let's I also like talk shit on cliches constantly. And especially on this show, I like try really hard not to use them. And then I just use a big one. <laughs> We're going to unpack that into this space. Yeah. We're going to lift the veil on this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's my, that's my like favorite one that I hate. Yeah. We're going to lift the veil. We're going to demystify this whole thing for you. Let's unpack it. Let's unravel it. Let's unpeel it like an onion. Let's go. Yeah. What's it like for you to be in this space of unpacking? <laughs> um, and so, <laughs> I mean, there's just something behind that, right, for therapists. And recently on the show, we we had some uh, doing like listener questions. And one of the questions was like, I talked to, actually, I want to get your take on this. I I was talking to another therapist in my community about my fee. And then I felt really now I feel really self-conscious about my fee. What sh- kind of what should I do? Or the, uh, the question was, should I base my fee on how many years I've been a therapist? And I, and, and I had never really thought of it that way. I'm, I'm just, I think that's a too simplistic way of thinking about it and being like, oh, you can only charge X if you've been in the field for seven years or if, if you've are an EMDR specialist or not or did the whole mm-hmm. certification. That, to me, that just seems so silly and like 
um, oppressive of one another in our industry. So we, I've been talking a lot about that on the show, but I want to get your take on that. And like another therapist is going, well, how you can't charge more. I've been in the industry longer than you and I'm only charging X. Mm-hmm. So this is actually a pretty fun segue because I have a new YouTube channel coming out, John. And my very first video is on this topic. Welcome. Boom. It's like, this is some like woo woo universe yep. shit. So, yeah, I agree with you. It's a very simplistic way of thinking about fee setting. I think that years of experience, asterisk, can I put an asterisk here? Uh, Can, years of experience can help influence what your fee is. Uh, But that is not at all the only factor. And in end, I need to, I need to find this study, but just make, years it up. Of ex- just make it up. I'll just make up numbers. No, <laughs> years of experience in the psychotherapy field do not equate to better or more effective. Correct. No, no, work. no. That's that's real. So, yeah, that's real. However, as far as many of our clients are concerned, that is important to them sometimes. In terms of perception, you know? sure, sure. Yes, perception. And we so, also know a lot so, of yeah. therapeutic outcome has to do with the relationship regardless of therapeutic mm-hmm. orientation and the client's mm-hmm. belief that this is going to help me. Yeah. And this is so weird. Well, so um, how do we set the stage for clients to believe we're going to help them? We communicate value in a number of ways in part through our messaging. How do we mm-hmm. describe what we do and the results that we help clients achieve and also through our fees? Yes. Yeah. Because value and fees are intertwined and work on each other. So the the more I value something, obviously the more I'm willing to spend on the thing. Mm-hmm. And when I spend and more on something, right. I'm also more likely to value, it. value it. more. Case in point. Uh, I did a video on this recently, but I have been wanting to get my ass back in shape. And I was looking at all these different gyms and how much everything costs and what's mm-hmm. included, yada, yada. <clears throat> and... Uh, so the, the place I ended up going with actually costs a whole lot more than I was willing to spend. And what I've learned is that by dishing out all of this extra money every month, I'm actually going. (laughs) Yeah. You value it more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's not that I was like, Oh, I'm super pumped to spend this much money on a gym. It's gosh, I really don't want to spend this much money. However, I believe that if I spend this much money, I'm actually going to get results and because of my belief around that, mm-hmm. now I'm going, which means what? I'm going to see results. Correct. <laughs> it's both. It's the same. So, yeah. So, okay. So the whole fee, fee value conversation, let's unpack that. Let's unpack that. So um, I, I do think, um, I mean, when we think about mindset fees, it becomes part of the conversation pretty quickly. Um, but I also think there is something to be said about therapists that, yeah, believe in the product that they're selling, believe in their, their therapy. And also, do you believe you're going to be successful in this business or not? Cause we can, you know what I mean? You can have all the help in the world and you can work, do all the courses and work with all the consultants, you know what I mean? And do all the clinical trainings. You can be overly prepared clinically and still have a failing practice. And I am always wondering like, why is that? Why, why can some people just not get out of their own way? Hmm. I'm trying so hard not to quote Seth Godin here. Just do it. Most people don't even I know just, who he is. Most I people listening like, don't know who he is. So, just the walking billboard for all things Seth Godin, and he has this brand new book out called "This Is Marketing." 
and it talks all about this. So, okay, your question, why do, why do therapists who have all this, these trainings and certifications and all that, why, why do their practices still fail? Well, first and foremost, you can have all these trainings and still not know how to do your job. I mean, just, just sitting in a room for four days doing a training or even recording yourself doing therapy and getting supervision doesn't necessarily make you a good therapist. Um, right. Do you, do you believe that there are certain people who are just like natural at this and yes. certain people who yes. are on the other end, like they do all the training and yes. still don't know how to connect with people? Yeah. So there's yeah. that. Yeah. And part of that question is, can you teach empathy? Can empathy actually be taught? Um, because when I entered my graduate program, they sat us down. They said, listen, you all already have the attributes needed to be successful in this work. You're here to learn how to, how to do this work, right? How to operate as a therapist. But you've been, you've been allowed into this program because we think you have the stuff. The good stuff. You got the goods. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and some programs will will not act as gatekeepers right. like I think they should. So they will still allow people to enter the field who maybe are lacking some of these more vital Correct. components. Correct. I think empathy is taught. I just think it's taught at a young age. So if you're already entering grad school and you don't have it, I don't know if that's something that can be taught at that point. Then well, you just go become an engineer or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know one of those, don't you? Um, uh, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> so here's the thing about empathy is, um, it, it can be taught or you can teach someone to sit down and go and they go, okay, when Laura cries, you change your face to go <laughs> and you kind of mirror her, you kind of mimic her, Give right? It. But yeah. true empathy and accurate empathy is when Laura when I see Laura is sad, I also feel some degree of that sadness. So it's, can you teach that part? Mm. Go. Oh, um, no, I don't think so. Right. Um, so empathy, according to Seth in his new book and now myself, empathy is also a vital part of being a good marketer. Has to be. I think that's where you're getting at. Yeah, you have to feel empathy. Yeah, you have to feel empathy for the people who are in struggle looking for you. This is and why so, Yeah. This is why therapists make the best marketers. If we can get out of our own heads and stop believing, oh, I'm not good at marketing, I'm not good at websites or Google, I don't know WordPress, all that is irrelevant. Mm-hmm. I try to change the word sell, like you need to sell yourself. Mm-hmm. I try to replace the word sell with connect. Mm-hmm. This is the same thing. You sell yourself through connecting. Mm-hmm. And you connect through having empathy for the person that you're trying to connect with. So it actually is really simple. Maybe not so easy, but it should, I think, for therapists be really easy. This is something we do all the damn time anyway. We just can't do it for ourselves and we can't do it under the pressure of building a practice and all the pressures we put on ourselves and on the business to grow and and all the moving parts. And so good Mm -hmm. marketing is really about creating a message that speaks to the pain of people. And it's also about, and, and, and as therapists, we understand, we study how people change, how people take action, what motivates them to take action. Guess what? Guess what marketing is? Guess what a call to action button on your website is, a good message is? It's compelling people to take an action, mm-hmm. to get on the phone with you, to fill out your contact form. So you have so many skills that you already need. It's just, we also don't know how to describe what 
we do. We get really, we confuse people by, by describing the parts and features and specifications of what we do and our fanciness and our credentials and whatever. And that doesn't resonate with anyone, at least not as your first, uh, as your first conversation with clients, so to speak, through your marketing collateral. Now I know why you look so tall. You're on that damn soapbox again. Uh, it's, you know it. <laughs> you know I'm on that. Just get super like, amped Ooh. all of a sudden. Yeah. Let's go I know, cut got, this episode I mean, just, right here. Ship it. Yeah, I should have um, should have made popcorn for this one. <laughs> good watching you. <laughs> See how therapists get stuck on the language of <laughs> I do EMDR. Yes. I am a registered play therapist. I do emotionally focused therapy. Uh, most of your clients don't really care about that. They just want to know, are they going to be able to sleep again? Is little Johnny going to be able to, yeah, mm -hmm. not get kicked out of his fifth daycare? Um, am I going to wake up feeling like I'm connected and not living with a roommate who's there supposed to be my spouse? Like that's what they care about. And you have to have empathy for these people to know that. That and was I think good we're copy really right there, dude. My goodness, I about I got chills on that. <laughs> I don't even have a preschooler, and I got chills. I'm like, oh, what if I did? What about little Johnny? <laughs> to take care of him, he must have some unresolved trauma. Yeah. Um. Now you made me lose my train of thought, John. Thanks. Whatever. So, I think that we're really capable of having empathy for our ideal clients because. Ding, ding, ding. Your ideal client is kind of you. Whoa. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Seth Godin so, tell you that too? Nope. I came from here, baby. <laughs> nice. I don't have much right on. Okay, don't you're, have gonna, you're truly going to have to hashtag unpack that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so think, so, okay think who is my ideal client who are the clients that I love seeing so much mm -hmm. I look at them on my calendar and I'm like yes Martha's coming today I don't know uh, whoever that client is you see a piece of yourself in them so we're all just little narcissists running around mm -hmm. there's something about your ideal client that speaks to you it's not random mm -hmm. Well, that, yeah, that's a good point because that's part of how we're able to connect with them is because we have some part of that, their experience in us and we yeah. create resonance through that. So, but then what about um, clients where we can't share their experience or if I'm working with a, a mother? Mm -hmm. Or like another great example is those who work in the substance abuse field, but, but don't but actually have, have a history of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, what I find is that there's still a connection somewhere, even if you weren't the one, like you're not a mother, um, you had a mother <laughs> or a mother figure, Boom. you've had maternal figures in your life. So if you're sitting in front of a mom and that mom is your ideal client, there's something about that mom that connects with you. Even if you yourself are not a mom, just like the one who works with alcoholics, you know, that's like mm -hmm. the common example. Well, what if I was never an alcoholic? How can I help them? Well, why does working with al alcoholics why does that give you some sense of, of purpose and meaning? Even if yeah. you never struggled with alcohol alcoholism, maybe someone in your life did who was close to you. And so that's why this work is so important. So yeah, well, you have empathy for these people because yeah. you see a piece of yourself in them, a piece of your mm -hmm. journey in their story. So you can connect with them on that. 
the way that the the alcoholic example is described to me, I was a young, eager graduate student shadowing a substance use like group. And I, I think I asked the guy, um, you know, are you an alcoholic or something? Hopefully I said it in, in yeah, a, I sure a more hope subtle you way. <laughs> are you an alcoholic? I need to know from my paper. I need, <laughs> I need it for my notes. Uh, and he was like, and, and he was like, no, I'm not. I've never struggled with addiction. I don't know what it's like. And he says what he would tell his clients and the folks in that group was, I don't know what it's like to live a life with an addiction. I know how to live a sober life. And that's what people are here for. Mm, I like that. I don't know. It worked for him. He'd been doing it for like 30 years. You know, yeah. he was like one of the best. But see, I don't have to actually know what it's like for you. So me, I work with a lot of couples who are dealing with infidelity. Like I can say that's not a problem. It's never been a problem for me. So why do I love working with couples who struggle with infidelity? I love seeing couples heal from infidelity. Right. It's about repairing the connection. And it's about yeah. connection. So for me, watching a couple repair from, oh, we're just fighting a lot. Like, I still like that. I enjoy doing that. It's just the couples where they're going from, I don't think we can make it through this, to our relationship is better than it's ever been. Like, that gives me. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's like a freaking high. That's awesome. Um, so. Yeah, I, I can connect with them on the fact that this is really hard, but I'm not going to pretend like I know exactly what it feels like because I've seen it enough times to know that I do not know what that feels like. Mm -hmm. But I can still sit with them in the shit pile they're in, right? And I can still right. do my very best. Right. Um, so empathy doesn't mean that you actually know what it feels like. It just means you're willing to sit in the shit. Correct. Add that one to your... Um, <laughs> my, thumbnail my quote you know, sheet yeah <laughs> sitting in shit with laura long episode 98 <laughs> episode 100 put that in the show notes baby i think itunes will immediately block us probably yeah hmm. uh Are i'm gonna drink this smoothie really quick Okay, you're just going to... Away from the camera. Yeah, go ahead and do that. I'll go ahead and narrate what the hell's happening on my podcast. This is how you know you're a, a comfortable guest on the show or what I would consider too comfortable. When this is like the equivalent of putting your feet on my desk if, we, if I had like a talk show, which is obviously my dream. I've talked about it a lot recently. And you like come and just throw your feet with no shoe, like your feet up on my desk. Laura just drank part of a smoothie? <laughs> a massive are you an adult or no okay she drank it out of what i'm pretty sure is the actual blender it's actually it looks huge um, that's it a is blender big. it has the attachment <laughs> at the bottom don't even tell me it's one of those cute little <laughs> nutribullets you're like it's small it is, it is but it's, I don't a, it's a five ounce that's enormous and i'm offended <laughs> you don't <laughs> even know what to me, say just, this no. is me just being my authentic self no, john clark this is you being not having clean cups in the kitchen or something. <laughs> this is you like being unprepared for life, but playing it off like whatever, bro. I always drink out of blenders, like <laughs> you know. After this, I'm gonna take a picture of the top of it because I you're don't, in, I'm not gonna. You're supposed to be able to carry this around. This is it's enormous. <laughs> you're the one that just drank out of a blender on a podcast and tried to do it to the side, <laughs> tried to like get out of frame, even though. <laughs> 
<laughs> people can clearly see it's a blender, but yeah, no, otherwise. Guys, you people on the YouTubes. Okay, if you, need, if you need two hands for it, it's not a cup. <laughs> I'm in the cell. You're like that's a cell. You're like it's like a Monster Energy drink. It's yeah. like a Yeti, like the you know, like, triple size Yeti. Oh, jangles. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Big, you know, oh, this yeah. is a, a small. North Carolina is sponsored by Bojangles. They're in, they're in cahoots. That's the first Are thing they? I thought when I moved here. I was like, this, the city of Charlotte has like some backdoor endorsement with Bojangles. It's like the, the, <laughs> the food of 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 the people there's a his, uh, hysterical youtube video of this guy talking about this small little town near me yeah. called Greer. um you just cut out yeah yeah i've driven through there Greer. Yeah. he calls it Gur, okay. and he talks Makes about sense. um you know when a bojangles is across the street from another bojangles <laughs> two yeah. janks yeah yeah two janks and you know a bucket of sweet tea is their mixers for our drinks well the one on the left is is different from the one on the right no i'm just joking there's like two bojangles yeah people that don't live in the south or haven't been don't know what the hell we're talking about but it's fine in and out burger same idea we don't have yeah yeah something delicious that is certainly killing you (laughs) (laughs) i i leave it at that That and you hate to love it um so Hmm. Ideal client. Ideal client. <laughs> I don't know how we got here. Where would your ideal client be having lunch? Bojangles. Possibly. Yeah, so we went from mindset to ideal client. Cause I guess part of it is, yeah, if you if you're gonna sell anything, you need to know who you know you need to know your audience, you need to know what motivates them, you need to know what they want, and then you need to be able to um help basically sell them on the results you can help them get. Cause that's ultimately what they're shopping for. They're actually not but shopping John, for you. Isn't that slimy and manipulative? It can be. <laughs> if you're a slimy person, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's how I turn it back on them. Well, are you right. slimy? Oh yeah. Are you slimy? No, but, <laughs> and actually you're the fear of being slimy makes you so much less likely to be slimy. That's the other thing for therapists that have that fear of being too salesy. People that are too salesy, they don't care about being too salesy and they don't even know what they are. That's why they're too salesy. Or like, you know, it's like the fact that you're so worried about that makes you really unlikely to be that. You know what I mean? It's like people who are really so tentative and afraid of like, I don't know, upsetting someone or coming across as a know-it-all are probably less likely to be come across as a know-it-all because they're so focused on not being that Mm -hmm. agreed i think if you have a certain skill set to help somebody who's in pain Mm -hmm. and you know who that person is that you want to help Mm -hmm. and you don't connect with them yeah quote sell sell them if you don't get them to a place where they're motivated to call you then you are being selfish. Mm-hmm. That's what I think, because you actually have the ability to help someone who's in pain, and you're not doing it because your own shit's getting in the way. Nailed it. That's how I'm. That's how I honestly see it. I'm through marketing and sales and all this crap that therapists hate. I, it, I'm f- facilitating people getting the help that they need. 
that's the other thing is like a lot of people, I, I, I've had to explain this a couple of times lately. I'm not, obs- I don't love marketing. I don't love digital marketing. I don't love SEO, Google ads, websites, all this stuff. I've learned it because I like helping people connect with, with people that can, that can help them. Mm-hmm. I like what it does oh, for us. You're the connector. You're like Cupid. Darn tootin'. And so to me, that's what it is. And that's what marketing is. That's why I've like learned this and, and basically built my life around it at this point and built my work around it is because I think we need a lot of help in this area. And I like what it does for therapists. Um, and I like that. I like, that's what I think about. Like when I wake up in the morning or what like drives me is like, therapists are helping more people Mm -hmm. because their marketing is better oh my gosh you know what gives me the biggest lady boner Uh, is i mean what (laughs) when someone in my group we do something called winning fridays hashtag winning so every friday people post like what is the small or big win that you had this week Mm -hmm. sometimes there's multiple which is awesome but when people post in that group and they say on the winning fridays post they're like I had three sessions with an ideal client or I graduated uh, a client this week and it was so awesome to see their journey, like all this cheesy stuff. When I get to see that, I'm like, yes, this is why we do that. Well, there you go. And that, that's why you have taken the plunge to help therapists. Yeah. Cause the more I help them, the more these other people get what they need. Yeah. Cause I can't do what all these therapists do. They're amazing. And you don't, have to but here's the other thing that that i think is fun to talk about is um someone or somewhere along the way i think i've heard the question of like well, what makes you qualified to help therapists you know what i mean or like what makes you a business coach and it's like well i learned some things that helped me and i started teaching them and then i kept building on that learning and i'm like you know what I mean? I'm like endlessly looking for more things that will help therapists. And then I'm bringing them to, to therapists. And I think you, that what I'm saying is I think that's what you do. Mm-hmm. And I think that you've had what, haters, huh? Well, yeah, you know it. That that's <laughs> what I think really drives you, right? Is your, you know, you posted something about like being in the grocery store or so it was some marketing, like analogy of like being in the grocery store or being on like a front porch or something. Maybe those are two different ones. Oh, oh, you mean like mar- the marketing house that I talk about? No, you no. Had posted something like a real life example of being in the grocery store. Maybe it was looking at prices of things or something. Yeah, but I, eggs, eggs. Of eggs, yeah. So I saw eggs, that man. and I was like, oh, we're going to talk about eggs, just wait. And uh, I saw that and I was like, see, this is why, Laura, like you really are in the world and you're looking for cues and things that will help therapists. I see them everywhere now without even trying to look at at look for them specifically. It's just like, bam. I'm trying to compliment you and like build you up, but it's not, I'm not doing a good job. You're doing a great job. I feel built up. Let's talk about eggs. I'm just so narcissistic that there's not <laughs> much more. It just does. Yeah. It just rolls <laughs> off your back. You're like, uh, I, know, I'm yes, like, I, know yeah, I'm I already know I'm awesome. Mm-hmm. Continue. <laughs> no, it's, it's, thank you. Yes. I, well, I think you probably do that too. You can't help yourself. It's like you walk yeah, around and you're like, it's really good. Yeah, because you've taken pictures of like moving vans or something where Hashtag it's like, this is branding. not, not mm-hmm. this is not good branding, guys. Mm-hmm. That's helped me because sometimes I'll be driving around, I'll be like, that's really good how they worded that, or that's really shitty. Yeah. 
Like if you own a mobile car detailing company, like your car probably should also be clean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Hashtag questionable branding. Yep. So you do that too. Once you start focusing on these things, you see them everywhere. Correct. Um, this is also, weirdly enough, did you watch my first YouTube video that I didn't launch yet because I talk about eggs? <laughs> that you didn't launch yet? <laughs> well, how would I watch it if you haven't launched it? No, I feel like there's like creepy big brother shit happening. Because I talk about, you know, like people who people who spend $8 on these fancy eggs, you know, each egg gets its own birth certificate and oh, it's yeah. got a name. Um, they value that, so they're they're willing and happy to pay for it. And then so, by doing it, they feel better about themselves. Got it, got it. Maybe they feel like they're helping, you know, helping the little chickies so the, the, <laughs> by eating their young. <laughs> okay, right, yeah, there is nowhere to go with that one. <laughs> so uh, the parallel for therapists is... This is where I took a <laughs> Yeah, I know. I was hoping you'd bring that home that I wouldn't okay. have to, but so but no, here's the here's here's where we come back around. So clients aren't looking for you because they want uh EFT or EMDR. Maybe someone was in their ear and said, Yeah, you really need EMDR, you really need, you know, play therapist for little Johnny. Like really they're not looking for that. Uh they're looking to feel connected again. Uh they're looking to have some sort of relief. So if you can find out, which you should with your empathy, be able to know what is the relief they're searching for and connect with them on that, then all this other stuff falls away because it doesn't really matter. Um, I think it was, again, my boy Seth, his most recent book, This Is Marketing. I'm like, I, I should get paid for plugging his stuff. Mm -hmm. But um, he tells a story about there's like a, That's called affiliate you know, a drill bit if you're trying to – yeah, I don't do that. But <laughs> – if you're trying to sell like a drill bit or something and it can make a certain size hole and then you can hang something like people aren't buying it because they want to hang something. Sounds like they do, but no, they want to feel like they can do it themselves. You know, like uh, maybe a stay at home mom wants to feel handy and, and independent and look, I can, I, I can be respected. Right. So you're yeah. selling respect. You're selling um, independence or, co or confidence. You're not really selling the fact that this right. one thing can do this thing. Right. So I'm not selling like I keep going to EMDR. I'm just for whatever reason, yeah. it's off the t on I the top of the head. But, for some reason. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, CBT, you're not selling CBT so that someone can have oh. a better understanding of the way their thoughts influence their feelings. Like they don't give a shit about that. <laughs> this is like they want to yeah. not have panic attacks anymore. This is so on point. Uh, I'm writing down the title of this episode. Sometimes mm -hmm. I just get inspired. Um, going back to the drill bit example, to take it even further, people are not buying, they're not motivated to buy the drill bit. People are buying a future. And so that future is, um, I need this drill bit so I can hang this picture so that my home looks better, so that looks I feel beautiful. better about my home because it's, it's beautiful. People are buying a future. And when your marketing reflects that, people buy like crazy. And when you can connect with them on the pain that they're experiencing today and also show them that you understand what they want their future to look like. Get better. Mm -hmm. <sighs> yeah, it just it's just it's the perfect chemistry of of of, of a marketing message. Yeah, people so don't, don't care that you provide <laughs> Yeah, don't don't sell a compassionate, non-judgmental, supportive, 
person-centered experience because they they're not looking for that well and people i heard this and it was like you know when people buy a home if you have a custom home built for yourself which i really want to do someday or build my own home if you're buying a home you're not buying the two by fours and the plumbing and the pipes and the walls and electrical wires you're like you're buying the home and you're buying the experience of living in that home. What therapists I think try to do is we try to sell the raw materials of what we have to offer. The raw materials are the EMDR or the credentials or the license or the mm-hmm. whatever, all the different years of experience. Right. Years of, yeah. Years of, <laughs> seven years. <laughs> That's one of my favorite opening lines of a website. It's like land on the website. I have 16 years of experience and I'm, I specialize in individual therapy for individuals. <laughs> and even... I provide a safe, non-judgmental yeah. environment for you to process and unpack and yeah. explore. One and collaborative pro- approach. Like, are these com. case notes? What is this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, like all your, the interventions. It's like the, the paper you had to write when you in graduate school and they go, tell us your orientation. And you go, my name is John Clark. I have <laughs> idea individual therapy using CBT with also some psychodynamics and a little. And recently I started doing mindfulness. Pass. Call now. <laughs> <laughs> People literally just copy and paste that. It's like your statement of something or other. You like have to submit that for licensure in some states. I remember how to do that. It was like your professional statement of like what makes yeah. you qualified. Or whatever. Professional disclosure statement. Yeah, yeah, that there makes it is. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and they just copy and paste, put that, they, they put, put that as their Psychology site. Today profile, and then they copy and paste that and put it on their homepage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good job, guys. And they're and then they're like, I think that's my elevator pitch. I think I think I think that's the one. I, think I really got it. it. So here's the cool thing: is I feel like, even since I've known you which um, feels like a lifetime, but you know, as <laughs> you asked, it, uh, I still remember our first, a long and painful lifetime. I'm just kidding. A long, slow, painful. No, I'm joking. I'm not going anywhere. Oh. <laughs> You're my online boyfriend yeah. forever. <laughs> so that, what was I saying? This is why we can't make jokes on this show, ever. Um, what was I talking? Oh, oh. So even since I've known you, like there's things, there's realizations that are happening. I think in the industry that are in general for the better. Fees being a big conversation and one that I like to get hashtag lit about, and advancing the value that we place on our services, which therefore advances the value of mental health in our culture. That's one. Another one, even going back to the, the psychology today thing, like with one of, I think one, this is something you had just launched when I, you and I became BFF and was, uh, um, the psychology today, whatever you call it. You're from bad to badass. From bad to badass. And going basically, hey, therapist, your psychology today profile sucks. How's it working for you? Oh, it's not. It's sucks not so bad. And you get really mad because no one's calling. Because And here's my psychology today hall of shame. Right. And so you Second like, edition went, coming in 2019. Well, there you go. You went, that's a problem. Here's, here's how to do it better. And all these people are like, you know, talking about the results they're getting from that because they just simply didn't know 
how to fill it out. Or that, you know, when psychology today and the little prompt goes, tell us about yourself, they go, Oh, okay. Tell me, tell you about myself. Okay. Well, um, I got straight A's when I was in middle school and, uh, grew up in the Pacific Northwest and it's like, uh, who cares? Yeah. It's actually not y'all's fault. It's psychology today's fault for giving you the worst prompts prompts ever, (laughs) ever. Yeah. Yeah. They're just rolling in dough down in like, I don't know, Bermuda or wherever because you know, they, they have those like international fees. Mm -hmm. If you have a site today profile, so I guess they're doing. This is why you should sign up for therapyden.com, Jeff Gunther. Hashtag plug. Hashtag Um, hashtag plug. (laughs) Hashtag therapy. Yeah, so uh, don't listen to psychology today about what to do on your profile. uh, And don't take cues from other like bad marketers in other industries on what you Mm -hmm. should have on your website. Right. Or other (sighs) therapists whose marketing isn't working. And just looking left and looking right and going, well, the person in my office suite, they filled out their profile this way or their website says Mm -hmm. this or their fees are this. So I should just fall in line. It's a great way to suck. Yeah. Yeah. That's a nice surefire way right there. (laughs) You know? (laughs) (sighs) Cool. 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 Let me check my calendar make sure you're, make sure that, uh, you know, Make sure I don't have anything more important to do. You ass. <laughs> I always ask, look at it, look at my phone's got, you know, bang, bang, bang. Oh my gosh, so many notifications. Putting it, putting you it away. Feel super special. You know, I don't even know what any of that is. You're like, it must be hard being popular, popular though, in all seriousness. Seriousness. Are we still recording? Not I can only talk did all you about drink that. a smoothie on the show, but you just checked your phone. Are you trying to do all the things to offend me and my beautiful community? You literally of just listeners? told me you had more important things to do after this. <laughs> like, I don't really know if you can any more below the belt. That was more just banter, you know? Okay, yeah, we'll call it banter. It doesn't okay. mean drink smoothies and, and Instagram during the show. Like, check your Instagram. So anything on your calendar? Are we good? We're good, but I'm exhausted. No, I'm just joking. But this was just hellacious. <laughs> it was a good one. It was a good one. Anything else you want to say to to take us home? <laughs> no pressure. I feel like this is like do you want me to start singing an encore? Yeah, I want you to sing country. Take us roads. home. Yeah. I'll sing something else because I don't know that song. Yeah. I'm actually a really good singer, and I think you are too. Aren't you a musician? I'm a drummer. My God, can we start a band? Oh, definitely. With all of our free time and our <laughs> long-distance relationship. <laughs> We're like rehearsing on Skype. There's like a slight lag, and I'm like, damn it, Laura. Like, you, missed, you missed the verse again. You're like, I, I could only hear the chorus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. We talked about a lot of stuff in this one. This might be one of those episodes you got to listen to a couple of times to like, yeah. you know, really milk all the juices right, out of it. Right. Well, the show notes are going to be a, a chaotic mess. I'll tell you that much. I'm not looking forward to that. <laughs> just, just a cluster <laughs> fuck. Um, so by the time this airs, my new YouTube channel will be officially Boom. public. Let's tell people how they can get there. Do you have like a... That's a really good question. Do you have a pretty link? How about this? Set up a pretty link for it through your WordPress site. So yeah, there you go. your badass 
yourbadasstherapypractice.com forward yep. slash trademark. It's officially trademarked. Forward slash what? You're going to set up a link after this. Okay. Um, YouTube's. Can it be plural? <laughs> With an S. <laughs> Can it? Just yeah. for funsies? I mean, you're creating the Slash link. YouTube's. It's all you. Okay. Yourbadasstherapypractice.com forward slash YouTube's. I think if there's a funny uh, Dave Barnes video where he sings like all these Christmas songs and he talks about like the MySpaces and the YouTubes. <laughs> yeah. Love so it. yeah, that's where you'll find it. Okay. That's where we're going to find it. Anything else folks should know about? How could they, how can they um, learn more about um, you? I love, um, I love following antics. So follow Boom. my antics on Facebook. Boom. I post all kinds of fun shit and my, uh, my flagship program your badass therapy practice is launching again in uh, end of January, beginning of February. So if you can get this shit out by then, that would be most appreciated. I, we, I can pull some strings. <laughs> but yeah, so we'll be welcoming. You mm -hmm. are, you are. Yeah, we say head bitch in charge, but I don't know what you would consider yourself. Oh, that's me. No, that's how I think of myself for sure. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> that's how I have my team regard me. <laughs> so, so uh, go ahead. Wow. You're Heyo, right? Aren't you like Heyo at Unconditional Media? I have like seven email addresses. That's why you can never get in touch with me. <laughs> You're bad. darting around the system. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we'll be welcoming our sixth cohort with open arms cool. and some um, paddles because it's a bit, you know, got to have a little bit of hazing. Perfect. Friend friendly hazing Perfect. over the internet. Virtual. There's no physical harm yep. ever, uh, ever inflicted. Yeah, let's just say At that. least... Unless it's consensual. Right. Um, right. So, yeah, we'll be starting that up in February. Great. Right around the corner. Yep, it's happening. All kinds of stuff. It's just, like, culminating in this beautiful That's display. Great. Very, very beautiful and beautifully said. Thank you. <laughs> Laura Long, I should, like, do a – I should, like, introduce you again, you know, like, on the way out. Yeah, actually do a better job this time. <laughs> Laura Long. I'm, I'm waiting. From your badasstherapypractice.com, badass practice coach. Hit her up. Boom. Get that get that Bojangles. Get that chicken biscuit. <laughs> Bojangles with you. <laughs> your badasstherapypractice.com. Drink a smoothie on the way out. Just getting that last sip, huh? Just being super nutritious yeah, right just, here. Just staying super nourished. Working on my fitness. That's right. <sighs> Laura Long, thanks for having me, thanks, John. Thanks for being always. here. This was this was a hoot. I'll see you soon. <laughs> Bye. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Um, again, I want to thank our sponsor for this episode. That's Spruce Health. Spruce Health is a completely HIPAA compliant, airtight, secured uh, communication system for you to communicate securely with your clients and even internally on your team. For twenty percent off your first year, which is a really good deal on a product that's already affordable. It is, um, the link for that is sprucehealth.com forward slash John. That's sprucehealth.com forward slash John. Hope you guys have a great week. Keep doing great work in the world and uh, don't forget to take care of yourselves. I'll see you soon. Cheers. Cheers.